Hello, podcast listener. You've chosen an episode of JJ Meets World, which features Mr. Bill Lempy. And I, at first I called him Lempke, which was totally wrong, and I was embarrassed right off the bat. And you'll hear that in the beginning moments of this podcast. But before we even get into Bill and talking about Hornbockers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and why the Be Legendary thing is not a good thing for North Dakota, you can hear Tucker and I talk about real uh, true crime, and he'll even give you a tip for how to not get caught <laughs> if you are being interrogated so there are life skills galore in this episode of jj meets world and by the way hey keep the lights on by going to patreon.com slash jj meets world let's go one two three four jj gordon sort of like that indiana jones in that he's always snipping out his next adventure yes he is he's always interviewing guests so he can have them on his show and they can talk about pop culture arts and leisure JJ has his flag unfurled, and he likes his french fries curled, and he's fun and then he twirls as he goes to meet the world. He will march into the rain, even if his ankle sprain. Take a peek inside his brain, this podcast is called JJ Meets World. I like to watch Law & Order SVU and see if I can figure out who the criminal is before the show starts. The best Law & Order. Yeah. bum 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 na 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 and I know that you've been into true crime lately. Yeah. So, do you think that you could help effectively solve a crime nowadays? Do you th- like if the police were like, "We got to bring in an independent consultant"? I think I would be better at helping suspects get out of their police interrogations. Oh my! Because they never seem to ask for a freaking lawyer. They never seem to. Well, here's the thing: if I was being interrogated and I said I want my attorney, I would immediately think that they would assume I'm guilty. Right, right, because right. Because who asked for an attorney? Someone who's got something to hide. Right, but it doesn't matter what they assume because it doesn't. It does not matter what they assume. It matters what they can prove. And it's like if you're talking to a cop and you did something, don't talk to a cop. Just be like, I don't want to talk to you. And you don't even have to explain why. But so many of these these interviews that you see where they get their rights read to them, they'll like have them printed out and they'll read through them with them and say, now you read it. Now can you tell me that you understand what this is? And they go, yes, I understand. Yes, sign here. I still want to talk to you. That is the dumbest move if you're a criminal. I, so if you get arrested, okay. Okay. So let's say you get arrested at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And by the time they book you, because it takes a little while, you have to go through your fingerprints. They have to catalog everything on your person. And the by the time you get to the interrogate room, interrogation room, it's five thirty. Do you think you're allowed to say like, I don't want to, I need something to eat. I think you need to bring me a snack, or at least let me order a pizza. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works because I've seen some of those where it seems like they've had them in that room for hours. Yeah, they'll be very long interviews, and oftentimes you'll see the cops offer them food for a number of reasons. One is just to keep them happy, keep them talking. Two is that if they throw their trash away, they can collect that DNA. So that's one thing. It's mm. like if they're trying to get a confession out of a suspect and they don't they don't want to scare the suspect off, they'll often offer them like a do you want a glass of water? Do you want a bottle of water? Do you want this or that? Because when they drink it and then throw it out, the cops can use that for DNA testing. Oh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have ever thought about mm-hmm. that. So you're saying that if I accept a glass of water, I should take that glass with me when I leave. <laughs> if you're afraid that they might connect you to something nefarious through your DNA. Mm-hmm. But if you've done nothing wrong, then don't worry about it. Normally, I'm a person who hasn't done anything wrong. But 
I can also say I've never been sweat out in an interrogation room. I imagine it'd be a little bit like Chunk from the movie <laughs> uh, The Goonies. You would just fold. And one time, man, I cheated on a test. And one time I used fake barf and it made him throw up. Um, being a chubbier kid, I was always compared to Chunk sure. growing up. Anybody, a fat kid who was a ki- literally a character's name in the movie Monster right. Squad. And I mean, he gets fat shamed in the movie. They say, do yeah. the truffle shuffle. Yeah. You got to show me your fat belly before mm-hmm. I'm going to let you do whatever it is. Yet. Mm-hmm. It was just get into the house or something. Just to be able to come into the house. That's what it was. And it was raining in Astoria <laughs> that day. Uh, our guest today is somebody who I, I thought when we started this would share a lot of commonalities with my pop culture love of movies, but he drops a bomb in the middle of this podcast that made Tucker and I go silent. Um, <laughs> and then he further on added to it throughout the whole thing. And they're like, wait a minute, hold on. What era did you grow up in? So just so I can try to connect the dots here, are you mm. saying that today's guest, Bill Lempe, should be arrested and interrogated because of things he reveals about gaps in his pop culture knowledge in this episode? I'm just saying that if you were to sweat Bill Lempe out, <laughs> these are things that you might use for it. And do I think that he should be arrested? No. Do I think there's a potential that at one point in his life he may be arrested? Yes. <laughs> he just has that general look about him. Uh, he's really shifty and this, untrustworthy. This whole The whole time we interviewed Bill, he wore this, uh, I call it like a Newsies hat. <laughs> and so his eyes were always shaded. Mm. He, there was never a moment where you could really like see so his looking whole Looking suspicious face. to mm-hmm. you. Which I didn't care for. Like a gangster from the 20s. Oh, my God. And not even like a high-level gangster. No, no. Like a street thug. Yeah, because he doesn't get to wear the fedora. He wears the newsy cap. Right. Yeah. So he's and, running the numbers, right? Yeah. He's probably taking taking the numbers and like bringing them upstairs and then dropping bags off and he's south got side. fingerless gloves. <laughs> and not because he's weightlifting, because he can't afford to darn his gloves or socks. I know people darn socks, but I don't know what that means. Is this just professional jealousy on our part, JJ? It slightly is. One thing about he's Bill, got a very... He's got an popular. amazing pod- podcast, him and Matt Charpentier, Fargo Talks Fargo. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a fantastic podcast. Really, we're ho- we're hoping that we can jump on their coattails here. We're, really we're going to tag Fargo Talks Fargo and hope that a couple of their <laughs> uh what what do they call that when you're when you have a a, slo- a sloppy second. We want to be the sloppy second. To Fargo Talks Fargo. Well, if you're here from Fargo Talks Fargo, welcome to JJ Meets World. Please don't leave. Yeah, you trust me, you're going to enjoy this, I swear. Uh, so let's get this thing going. Bill Lempe is a ton of fun. This is probably one of the hardest I've ever laughed during a podcast because we end up going everywhere. Um, in typical fashion. In, in, but I mean, this is even more so than anything. In fact, while we started this podcast, it was sunny out, and then the sun set, and it started to get dark, and so it felt like we'd been recording for hours. <laughs> so let's get this going. Uh, today's episode of JJ Meets World is brought to you by patreon.com slash JJ Meets World, i.e. you. You, the listener, can go and donate to our Patreon, whether you give us a dollar a month, $20 a month, heck, $100 a month would really go a long way. You are definitely not going to regret it, and we can continue creating these things. Heck, we're almost to episode 70, so we're in this for the long haul. We hope you are, too. And speaking of long haul, butter up some toast, put the kids to bed, and listen to this episode of J.J. Meets World. J.J. Meets World. Bill Lemke. Nope, Lempe. Lempe, sorry. I'm sorry. You're thinking Greg Lemke. Yes, yes. Former Morehead City Council member and my dare officer. Okay, so let's... (laughs) 
Once again, Bill Lempy. Yes. Do uh, Do you have a fun nickname? It's Bill. Just Bill. Yeah. That's a fun one. I, well, you know, it's no. I don't know. Wait, we're, this is we're on. We're it's official. You know, we were just talking about this the other day with somebody. Uh, for a long time, I was Billy to a lot of people. My mm. brother, uh, my brother, actually, for the first time ever, asked me, "He's like, hey, how come you don't go by Billy anymore?" To like huh. more people, but yeah, there's some people who call me Billy. Do you Usually wanna, means you know me earlier. Here's an, here's an interesting thing about the the name Billy. I'm a huge fan of the movie Gremlins. Yeah, and in the original script for Gremlins, Billy, the main character, was supposed to be a 12 year old boy. Which really? is why they called him Billy and not Bill Peltzer, which is a more, you know, you're in your mid to late 20s. Right. It's a little bit more of a professional name. It's also why his best friend is a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> so if you've ever watched Gremlins and you've wondered, I, why is his best friend this young kid? Isn't that right. weird? It's because they didn't update it from the yeah. original script. I, I have to admit, I haven't. I don't know if I've seen that movie since I was a kid, but I did go to it with my brother, and I got scared, and I mm-hmm. went to the bathroom in the middle of it only because I was, you know, I was gonna pee my pants or something because I was scared, and he basically realized I'd been gone too long and came back <laughs> and was like, "What the hell are you doing? What's your, you know, what's your problem?" And I was like, "No, then I just had to go to the bathroom." And he's like, "Whatever, you're scared, you're weak." <laughs> you know? You're like, "I am." <laughs> I, am. I did that with the Rancor scene in Return of the Jedi when I was a kid, and my yeah. cousins were watching a tape of it, and it got too intense for me when the Rancor came out, so I had to go hide. Have you ever know? Do you ever see the movie Coneheads? Oh yeah. Do you notice how like they pretty much use the Rancor puppet mm-hmm. as like this creature that Beldar has to fight with a golf ball? Yeah, he creates like a golf ball situation. <laughs> I always thought like, come on, we couldn't have afforded a new maquette. Like, you guys just had to be like, hey, well, well what about this? We got this from Jedi. <laughs> this one's already here. It's available. Let's just go for it. So, Bill, uh, first and foremost, people can find your voice on a very successful podcast series. Very. What's it called? Would, you've clearly talked to my mom. Yes. Oh, she was the one. Actually, fact, no. My mom is very disappointed. Your in mom the is one of our five <laughs> listeners. So. Yeah. No, my, my mom did listen to one episode of our podcast, Fargo Talks Fargo. And yeah, I, I got talked to. Oh, she gave you some. Oh yeah, I some got notes. I, didn't like the language. Did or? not like my language. Did did not understand why they'd you know helped me go to college all those years, and I still have to use that <laughs> that darn f word all the time. Well, I feel like Fargo? it's very yeah. it's very <laughs> well, fitting yes. with with like the Fargo series. Yeah, it's it's you know it's a rough show. I mean, like, and it's it's funny and dark and interesting. But yeah, we we just uh, Matt Charpentier and I are Sharpie, as most people call on the show. Um, we just thought it would be fun when they came out with the TV show Fargo to do a podcast from Fargoans' perspective mm-hmm. about Fargo and so that we could like maybe bring some light to the actual Midwest quirks of it. But, you know, it's it's been a fun ride and we love doing it and we have it's fun to see where you get fans from all over the place just because, you know, it, it has accessibility for more than just here. We always thought, oh, man, people here will probably totally listen. No. Nobody, really nobody here gives two shits about our show. Has, uh, is it Noah Hawley? Yeah. Uh, has he reached out to you yet? No. Like, Guys, you're crushing it. Thank you so no, much. He hasn't. We've, we've made some really great connections to uh, a few people around FX and on the show. But really, the I, you know, not that I'm going to send somebody to someone else's podcast, but these guys called Bald Move, they literally quit their day jobs and they, they do TV podcasting. Really? And that's wow. all they do. They do Fargo. So they're like one of the biggest... Fargo podcasts out there and then after season one Minnesota Public Radio jumped on the bandwagon 
and made their own podcast about Fargo. And it's like, well, how do you compete with that? But we, we keep doing it anyway. So, I mean, you know, when it first came out, you know, iTunes, the podcast thing, they picked us up for the new and noteworthy section. And that was kind of fun to do. But no, no one... Uh, no one like Noah Hawley has reached out to us, but we've had a few actors on the show. We've it's been really nice getting to know um, the oh my gosh, I'm just blanking on this. Uh, uh, Jeff Russo who mm-hmm. scores everything. Jeff has been on the show twice because um, we you know everybody gets all jazzed about just the musicians or the not the musicians but the the actors and stuff. But we we really love the music that's in that. And Jeff Russo has done a really great job with that show if you watch the FX television series. And then also. Um, Maggie, who's the music supervisor for that show, has been on our show a few times, so it's been... Which, in the third season, the choices they made to include other iconic Coen Brothers movie songs... So good. Was, that was almost my biggest treat in every episode. Yeah, they did, they did like, re-recordings and, like, new covers of those songs that was just, that was really, really fantastic. So it, it, it's been cool to watch that transition, because season one was just all, was totally, like, scored for the most part, not a lot of... Um, like music from from the era or anything and now with Maggie involved a lot more they've been doing that and she's really cool so if you're if you're a music nerd kind of person like that you could go listen to that it's it's a long one i mean we we told she told us she had an hour we ended up talking for over 3 oh Whoa. that's awesome so, that's awesome <laughs> yeah and you know we we didn't have her like held hostage she literally she i think she had a pretty good time too and we we still i still email with maggie every once in a while and keep up with her so so it was like a long minnesota goodbye like well we've hit an hour so it's time long. to maggie you know we know you got to go but hey hey before you oh, leave yeah. though like hold on we're going to go put another pot of coffee on real yeah. quick yeah she was she was super awesome about it she didn't she didn't get too wound up there was and there was plenty of like yeah, you're gonna need to cut this. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of on the record, off the record commentary, and then the only other real fun thing is that we we have had um, we have some listeners who work on the show. Yeah, and then send me stuff from the set. Nice. Like at first, I thought this guy was. I was like, ah, oh, this maybe this guy's full of shit. But you know, he sent some pictures of like stuff. And, like he's like, remember this from this scene, and it's a picture of like uh, this. I think it might be in a Beethoven statue. Uh, in 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 a scene, and then he sends the second picture in there. In the line is, it's on his desk. <laughs> He's like, this this left the set with me after we finished. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So we've had some. We've I've emailed the prop master and a few other people. So oh, that's a of, cool. A lot of fun. And uh, like I said, if you wanna if you wanna think about Fargo, the TV show, if you dig it and want to hear it from a Fargo perspective, you know where we're like. Jesus, nobody nobody just drives to Duluth real quick. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right? They're like, right. well, we're just gonna go from Bemidji to Duluth today. So yeah. yeah, we'll just go check that out. And one thing that uh I think is unique is of course, you know, the Fargo connection for us. It's been the greatest calling card I've ever had when I go out into the world. Because the second you say you're from Fargo, they're like, like the movie. Mm-hmm. Be like, no, not really, but this is a great icebreaker for us. Right. Yeah, it really it is that thing though. You know, do you, do you find that here there's like two, only two types of people? There's the, people who like the movie or people who adamantly hate it because yeah. they're like, "We're not, oh, I'm not like that." Yep, and the people are like, "I'm not like that, don't you know?" Yeah, <laughs> that's just wrong. Yeah. yeah, it's just we don't do that kind of stuff. No. That, you know, that I mean, oh, heavens, that movie I think hit the closest to the mark of what it's like up here because. What was that a year or two ago after the oil boom? And there was that Don Johnson TV oh, show God, yeah. Oh, yeah. that supposedly took place out in North Dakota. And there are these big mountain ranges that don't exist yeah. in the background of every shot. Like at the very least, you watch Fargo the movie and you go, oh, they were here. They researched this place. Like, yeah, people talk like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, winter looks like that. Yeah. You know? 
Um, yes, that particular bar doesn't exist, but that's yeah. movie making. That's fine. True. Yeah. Um, Most of the bars oh, God, that you I see in movies the Don in New Johnson York City. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Damn. There's a. I think Fargo nails it. There's also another movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, that was from the late yeah, 90s. When was that? It has, it's Christy Alley. Uh, James Marsden? Kristen Dunst. No. Um, and then, uh, oh gosh, who else was in it? Uh, uh, Denise Richards mm. and <laughs> Allison Janney. Oh my gosh, the cast goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's a mockumentary about Mount Rose, Minnesota and the yeah. annual like Miss Claire beauty pageant. Um, yeah, that's right. Will Sasso is in it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> they nail small town Minnesota. And I really? think if you're from small town, it's hard to watch because it's like someone it's like when you go and meet with a counselor and your <laughs> your marriage is on the rocks and they hold up the mirror to be like, No, you think that this person's awful? You're doing some pretty awful stuff yeah, yourself. Yeah. And so you just have to kind of Allison Janney does a great job with it. There's a moment where <laughs> they live in a trailer park. And she looks to the camera guys. And she's like, "Would one of you guys uh, want to walk me home?" And uh, her friend goes, "Don't listen to her. She only lives two trailers over." <laughs> like, we'll be real quick then. I <laughs> uh, just do a wonderful job. Yeah. No, the Fargo thing. I don't. It doesn't bother me. And I know there's plenty of stuff that it, you know. As much as I don't want to know about it being in, inside my accent, it is really there. But you know, I. I I always tell people, you know, not everybody from the South says y'all. Right. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody's Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. They're they're. Everybody has some sort of like thing that helps you just identify their region, and that's fine. I don't know if you if you can't if you can't laugh at a little. We are the Midwest, but yeah. I think of us as the North, the like, Upper Midwest, like, like, right? Like like, like like Northerners, you know, yeah. like like we're all the Starks well, from Game of Thrones. Well, you guys, winter people. There, what did somebody they called us? The, I was just listening to a podcast the other day because I finally got around to it. You know, Brady, do you guys know who Brady Horan is from Hello Internet, the mm, podcast? No, yeah, no. Brady Horan. They got into a thing where they, yeah, they basically called North Dakota the armpit of the Midwest. <laughs> and I was like, or like South Canada. Yeah, but I, I, I thought, you know what? They might be kind of right. You know, it's real high. It's up there. Uh-huh. You know, no one really, you know, South Dakota has Mount Rushmore, and we've got. Hmm. A, even, a, mo- a movie, even, a movie uh, that's quote unquote about, you, that's about yeah, us, but chipper. actually takes place in Minnesota almost entirely. Even you are embarrassed of it. Yeah. So like, it's not like I want to show off my armpit. Yeah. The United States right. doesn't want to show off North Dakota that much. Well, geez, just look at our new tourism logo. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, boy, I'll get Adam Weedman back on this show for that one. <laughs> oh God, I when I saw that, I thought, here's what this logo looks like, and I made like within two seconds. Like yeah. a version of it in papyrus font in Comic Sans with mismatched things, and so many people were doing similar. Like, wow, what a garbagey logo! Yeah. How did that get? What did they call? Like, spent like ten thousand dollars on it, yeah. Uh, yeah. supposedly. Well, in the end, I don't really. I, I guess I kind of don't care how much you paid for it as long as it doesn't suck shit. Right. Yeah. And, and somewhere, I'm sorry, exactly. whoever made that, I guess. Good on you. I know the check cleared, but right. you'd think Th- they would have learned the from the license plate debacle. We've both. We've, oh, thank right, you so right. much. I literally Bill, you went. Can come on the show I, anytime. I literally you want. went, and when I found out that they changed the license plate, because they were like, "Yeah, we royally effed this thing up." I went and found out. I paid money just to change my license plates. Just get rid of that horrible cowboy font. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Jesus, it's just garbage. But yeah, we're we're not really known for. Uh, Making good design choices. <laughs> like uh-huh. everyone in this room has worked in marketing on some level. Yeah. And so I think we could all probably agree, at least this is the way I see it. When I look at that logo, the new B 
be legendary is what it is there right now is what they're calling it. Yeah, and instead of just legendary, we added be legendary, B to it. And then it's 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 really boring. It looks like something that was designed by committee. I so so it it looks like something that I that feels it feels like a million people weighed in on it, and then it eventually mm-hmm. just became this mishmash of because it has no true vision to it. It doesn't seem to evoke anything. It's no. non-memorable except for how crappy it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's a that's the internet, and then you add the internet to like design dorks, right. you know, and 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 then also everyone's a designer now, right? Right. Hey, everyone with a camera's uh, a photographer and a filter, but. But yeah, you you get that in the immediate, you know, the internet's constant response is meh, ugh, you know, but that one, yeah. That, that one, one deserves just, it. Though. That one totally sucked. I, I just love Weedman's uh, one where he made it and it's South Dakota and it's just with an <laughs> yeah, arrow and said, I'm, I'm with stupid. <laughs> pointing yeah. the uh, I've got a theory that what happened here was uh, two people are out on a golf course and they're like, you know, uh, we're submitting for that North Dakota <laughs> logo competition, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, I mean, I it's yours if you want it. It pays ten thousand dollars. Oh, that's great." Yeah. And so then six months later, they're like, "All right, tomorrow we're really looking forward to your presentation," and they go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and so then they're like, "What are we gonna do? Someone get online to Fiverr <laughs> and see what we can handle." Yeah, and, and then they submit it, and it's the emperor's new clothes, right? We've mm-hmm. been working on this for six months. The top brass in this state. Yeah, but I was I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I can't imagine though, you know, work having you know my full time job working in creative. You know, it, it's tough. It's tough when you got committees and all yeah. those things involved. So somewhere at the other end of this, I do always want to know what's the secret story that we don't know. Right. You know, some mm-hmm. some guy or gal who who designed this who just literally probably started with something great and just slowly had their soul crushed by a committee right. or by somebody on the golf course or my nephews, my my daughter's uh, boyfriend's working uh, on his degree and he 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 could whip some stuff up for you. I have a cousin that does this. Yeah, he could do it's it. He need, he needs to get his name out there and get not, some more done. And not it to dwell sucks, on though. this, but like <laughs> just still saying it sucks. Even the legendary campaign doesn't make sense to me because when have you said, oh, the great legends of North Dakota? Like when I think of Minnesota, you got Paul Bunyan, a legendary figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like folklore to it yeah. and cultural folklore to but it. But we don't have that in North Dakota. Yeah, because we were a later state. You know, we came in well after the you know the the country had been founded and stuff like that. And it really was like it's it, there seems to have been no real good reason to separate the Dakota territory into two states because you put both states together and you're still smaller than most other state populations. But, yeah. Um, what I was going to say about the the logo, though, I think one reason why there was so much umbrage taken to the new logo is that they didn't use a North Dakota designer. They they went out of state. And the, just the notion that you're trying to do something to bring in – tourism is about bringing in dollars and work to the state. It's about bringing in that. And so why wouldn't you then turn to the hundreds of amazing designers and marketing companies and stuff that are, mm. are in North Dakota – that could have easily done way better than that for the same budget. Yeah. But they went to, I think, Minnesota. I think it was a Minnesota company. Well, I, guess somebody from, I think I thought I saw somewhere that was Holly. Holly, Minnesota? Yeah, like not that far from here, but I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the backstory is. Somebody- also, I mean, well, look at it. We spent how much money to hire uh, Josh Transformers Dumel <laughs> uh, to come and be the spokesperson for right. our state, which I understand he's from here. But he was like, I can't wait to get the hell out of Dodge so that I can go make a Katherine Heigl movie. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the thing is, when I look at the campaign that involves him, I get a little bummed out because rather than showing why he 
you know, what it's like to live and be in North Dakota. So, you know, things with he and his family having like a fun dinner or mm -hmm. putting him in a combine. They're putting him in these situations I don't associate with North Dakota. Like there's one where he's reeling in this giant fish that you can tell is photoshopped to <laughs> no end. There's other ones where he's hiking this giant mountain. It's like, well, yeah, you know, in the Badlands we've got hiking, but it doesn't look like what you're portraying. And yeah. we got to stop putting the Fargo Theater marquee in stuff. And not that oh I hate God. it. I love the marquee, but it gives the impression that that's the only thing here. Yeah. Right. That's the yeah. only thing here because it's front and center in everything. It's a marquee for a movie theater. Yeah. North Dakota's weird like that, though. I just said North Dakota. North, North Dakota. Dakota. Jeez. Ah, jeez. Well, yeah, we're weird like that, though. You know, we've got this big separation of east and west and, like, uber flat out here and, like, scenic and rolling buttes and hills out, out west. And and then I'm not even going to talk about oil. But, you know, we're, we're strange like that, and we have this kind of, like, this butting of heads even in our own state where we – we don't really, we don't really get along that well. I don't think you know Fargo's kind of got this. We're like we're like the Minnesota Democratic pimple. Yeah, like we're like the Austin, Texas <laughs> of yeah, Texas. Yeah, they used to call it Imperial Cass for <laughs> Cass County because they were like, well, Cass County is the most it's the most wealthy and it's the most populated county in North Dakota, and they think they're so great and yeah. they don't give a crap about anything else. And uh, I like, mean, to like, some respect, like we... Bismarck, I hear hates Fargo as culturally, just because they're the capital and we're better than them. <laughs> I've always wondered what would happen if they didn't put the capital out there. Would it I'm just, surprised would it that just they be... chose Bismarck. Was that because it was more centrally located? I have no idea. It's, I have we to imagine it's got to be. We clearly don't know a lot about our state history, <laughs> right? <laughs> but boy, do we have some opinions about it. <laughs> well, about what? I don't yeah. know shit, but about, I'll tell you what I think about what makes good design and good advertising for sure. So, yeah. so what do you think happens then? You know, in this scenario, you know, what exactly do you think is going on in the minds of those in power in North Dakota who had a part in, in that? If you see a public outcry, do you just dig in your heels and stick with it? Do you change your logo again? You know, I, you know what, have, what do they do? I don't know. I mean, like I, when I talk about logo stuff like that, you know, people kind of forget like uh, I don't remember how many years ago. It's, it's all kind of a blur. The Gap tried to change their logo mm -hmm. and man, people just. They tripped all over themselves to tell the gap how much it sucked and how much they hated it, and they bailed on it. Yeah, they, I, I can't. I can't imagine how much money the gap spent on getting that ready to roll out. I mean, they they put it on the website. It was up in stores and print and all this stuff, and then they said, "Nope." They just straight out noped it. You know, mm -hmm. they they pulled it back, and it's so it's possible. But I, boy. I don't know. I, I, I have this constant thing with you know. I I grew up here. I'm from Fargo. I I've never. I mean, I lived in Moorhead briefly while I was in college, and other than that, I I've always lived here because I I really you know I, it's love hate, but I mostly love it. But st I constantly have this moment of oh god, come on, North Dakota, <laughs> you, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, because when you look at like South Dakota, right? So South Dakota's tourism is on point. Like they're getting tons of people in there, and now given. They ended up with things like Mount Rushmore, mm -hmm. and uh, you yeah, know. they can get a bunch of white guys built into the side of a mountain. But heaven yeah. forbid you get that crazy horse done. Mm -hmm. Although I do have some respect that they're not accepting any money yeah. from any outside sources to yeah. to get that done. Because I mean, Johnny Depp volunteered to fund it solely, and they're like, "No, we don't need your." I'm sorry, I played Tonto money. <laughs> By the way, how did the Lone Ranger turn out, Johnny? Oh, man. <laughs> um, 
Oh, Army so, Hammer. When is that guy going to find something? Because it seems like it seems like he constantly just gets set up to be in things that that yeah. don't work out. That's why he's basically the Winklevoss twins, right? Which he plays in Facebook. Oh, that was him, wasn't yeah. he? In uh, you know, like Winkle the man, Voss? the man from Winklevi. Winklevi. No, that's the plural. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the, the Winklevi twins. Um, do either of you ever see the man from Uncle? The, the movie version. No. I never did. No. It is, Henry Cavill? Yeah. It's super good. Okay. Like surprisingly good. Really? And then he was in another one called uh, The Shootout or something like that. But it takes place in real time and it's about a bad arms dealing. And Brie Larson is in it. And uh, is it is, is it Sh- Sh- Char- uh, Shardo Copley mm. um, from District 9? He's in it. It is. Fun. It's funny. It's got great action. You're gonna be on the edge of your seat, going like, "Oh my god, is this person gonna live?" Uh, it was really good, and I saw it an opening weekend. It was gone within two weeks. Nobody really? else saw it, and it hasn't even popped up on Netflix. And this is like three years ago or HBO. It's really a shame. You're saying it's gonna end up the in shootout. The shootout. That's what it's called. The, the Criterion shootout. Collection is what. Yeah, you're yeah, it certainly will. It's the classic. <laughs> it's the classic. <laughs> gonna go like like everyone yeah. hated 2001 when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there's, there's, that's a lot of things. Maybe, you know what? Maybe the lesson here is that someday we'll look back and say, "How foolish were we?" This North Dakota B legendary logo is that's amazing. It's what amazing. turned the state around. Yeah. Do you think that the folks at Criterion have enough power that they could just choose a movie and just make it make part it of their collection, and then people will follow it like the Emperor's New Clothes and be like, "Have you seen Robert Altman's Popeye? It's a classic." Yeah, I was gonna say, what movie do you go to? Do you go to something like that, or do you pick something that has like, you know, good college humor and quotability, like a Billy Madison? Oh, I would love to see the Criterion yeah. Billy Miss Madison. Slippy's car is green. Uh, <laughs> I want a Criterion Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Oh, that's what I want. Never seen it. Wow, that the room just went dead. Can't believe it's I invited Bill in this podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I ju- it just shocks me that like you were able to quote Billy Madison. <laughs> And an obscure well, quote to boot, yeah. And, but you've never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I haven't. I, I I barely remember the cartoon. I remember it being really popular in that era when I was younger. But uh, I was, you know, I was what too year busy. were you born? Seventy six. Okay, so it was it was you were a little old for the zeitgeist. Yeah, I was hit. I was getting into girls. Right, right, or at right. least pretending they liked me. You were moving out from yeah, boys to girls. I was busy skating hard. Here's <laughs> a side note: skateboard out in North Fargo. <laughs> Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, the first one that came out on the side of the console, Mm -hmm. they had all these animated turtles, but then they had a a real woman who played April O'Neil in the yellow jumpsuit. Oh my God, I'd love to find that woman. Yep. (laughs) Where Where is she now? So I have tried to do some massive research and I've been unable to find out who she was. It must have been a one-day modeling job that she There's took. There's got to be some Reddit, subreddit that oh can my get God. you to the bottom She's of that. gorgeous. I'd love to see what she looks like today. I'd love to find out. Because today, those cabinets are being remade for places like Pixel Brewing down the really? street. And so they've got one of these things. And I'm seeing it's reigniting my hormones all over again. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, Awakening oh. once dormant feelings. <laughs> 
If only it had been Cindy Crawford, right? Is this the well, part where I tell everybody that both of you have been slowly disrobing through this whole podcast? Like I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I should take off hasn't my sweatshirt. You should. You should. <laughs> just, we, I'm like, I'm our, like, is this what happens? This you guys is our, slowly yeah, get. We just get our to shirtless. Third recording session of the day. Yeah. So now the heat that we've been generating is really beginning to build up in this room. Yeah. And that's why it's becoming a little intolerable. Yeah. Plus, just the raw sexuality that you exude <laughs> is really yeah, warming this it's place totally, up. It's totally that. I'm sure. Maybe you'll be able to identify with this, but so our podcast podcast studio is part of a group of other artist studios mm-hmm. here at apt and part of the problem is that there's one of these studios that has the, the thermometer oh, you know boy. in it and he, that person won't show up for several days and it'll be freezing in here and then all of a sudden they'll show up so like at one point today whoever has it arrived because it is ungodly hot to me yeah. in right here right now but our other two are just fine I got a hot tip for you guys. You, oh, yeah. You, you reach out to Dana or whoever here and is in charge, and you get a connected Wi-Fi thermostat and that you let everyone have access to it so that you don't have to enter their space, but yet you can turn it on or off at will. Oh, so that means everyone in the, room, battle, in, the, in the building will just be battling for the, yeah. for the heat, heat yeah. temperature. Yeah. But still, you know, then you could at least, you know, you could you could mess with it a little bit. But you know, isn't that isn't that everybody's thing? Someone's always cold, somebody's yeah. always hot. That's true. It's the same, you know. Well, once we're rolling in that podcast money, we can afford. <laughs> once we're rolling in that MeUndies money, either that someday. or you're gonna start hearing <laughs> from an AC unit that we put in the window, and it'll kick in. And be like, just hey, the AC unit kicked in. It's time to give away a prize. Yeah, you can record some pretty okay audio in a car. I mean, your AC unit works in there. Yeah, there's strangely much. Well, I guess it's because everything's located outside of the cabin. Yeah, there, there's some you know, soundproofing going on. You would be able to get through half of an episode of JJ Meets World recording it in a car before a squad car pulls up and says, "We have some reports of some shifty individuals who are just sitting in a car." <laughs> I, you know, how many times I've recorded voiceover stuff in a car. I have done a lot of times. Yeah. A lot, yeah. If you get a really nice, uh, those, you know, like a heavy round base, and you got the right steering wheel, you just set it in the little. <laughs> crook of the steering wheel and it'll hold it there for you right. and then now your hands free to hold your little piece of paper in front of your face and yep. not joking it's pretty yeah. it's, it's the cheapest sound booth you can get well yep. that's not true it, you already have it generally. that's true it did cost a lot of money to get it but yeah, it's a it wasn't, cost. Yeah. <laughs> you have the car already yeah especially with my Lamborghini so <laughs> when I all in, that podcast money yeah when I lived oh in yeah Sharpie and I yeah. that Fargo Talks Fargo podcast money is it. amazing <laughs> FX is just doling it out we've, we've got tens of cents from our uh, Amazon affiliate account <laughs> here's a great way to bridge part of this conversation <laughs> so for years I have been uh a pretty big cheerleader for North Dakota to get some filming tax credits. Mm. We're one of the only states mm. that do not have tax credits sure. for it because I would love if they filmed the show Fargo in North Dakota right. you know, rather than up in Manitoba. And yeah. I think we could be competitive with it. And a lot of people I talk to say like, well, we're just giving away money then. I'm like, no, 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 no. That money doesn't exist here already. Right. We're not giving anything away. If anything, we're creating industry where people are going to be eating in our restaurants, staying in our hotels, renting right. our equipment. It gives an opportunity for people who want to start. Like, let's say you own a bunch of trucks that previously were mobile showers in the oil field. Right. And now you can turn those trucks into lighting rigs yeah. and things like that. I think it would be huge, and North Dakota can be so many different things. Uh, I just watched uh, the Ballad of uh, Buster Scruggs, the Coen Brothers' new movie on okay. on Netflix. 
You could have filmed that in North Dakota easy. Yeah. I wonder what, do you know where they filmed it? No idea. I mean, that, I would say, though, you know, if you got to choose between North Dakota and like Vancouver, where they film like a metric ton of shit, mm-hmm. how do you beat that out? You know, everybody's nice. They're all sorry. And, <laughs> and, 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 and now they've legalized marijuana. Right. Everywhere. I just don't think we can. Can we beat that? Well, I mean, not. I mean, I may, you can only maybe, see the wood chipper one we time. We tried with this last election. Yeah, it didn't it work. Didn't, maybe didn't before work. like October 5th when they legalized, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we could have had something. Although, we're, we don't put mayonnaise on hamburgers here. Oh, as like a yes, natural. It's not as It's not a natural thing. A mayonnaise on a hamburger is either a request or it's buried under a list of maybe 10 other hamburgers. You and I were just talking about how much we like burger time. And you have yeah. to request no mayo because it comes on. I, I wouldn't know that because I get my hamburgers plain. <laughs> because it's the only good way I know to not get mustard on my burger. Yeah. Unless you get a bacon cheeseburger, then it doesn't come with it automatically. But there Which is ironic do. because bacon and mayo have been best friends since the BLT was invented. I wouldn't say best friends. Complimentary, but not best friends. Oh, they've been best friends. You, can, you cannot There is a bacon-flavored mayonnaise. mayo. And that it makes you vomit, and then tell, like, lecture me on what Mayo's best friends with. I, I think I know all the better because I know to avoid the pitfalls of Mayo. There's a lot of finger pointing <laughs> and gesturing yeah. happening. I want to just like comment. Bill, how do you feel about goddamn mayonnaise? Are you a mustard guy? Do you I, like mustard? I I've recently started adding a little mustard to my repertoire. You should try um, brats with mustard and mayo. Brats, with mustard, oh, and mayo. amazing. I could, I could give it a. I could give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. I could probably do that. Can get back to me. But generally speaking, you know, I just the one thing I don't pickles. Yeah, you I know, don't eat pickles. Sorry, sorry to both. You know, bringing up the Weedmans again because oh, I listen fine. to their podcast. You know, and all their, their dance pickles, pickles, and and everything. But man, pickles are evil. Yeah, they're gross. They're Thank terrible. You for, uh, they're the only thing that can touch another food and ruin that yeah. other food just by uh, touching it. Agreed. Outside though. of like maybe like an actual piece of and shit. At this dude's wedding, <laughs> our gifts were canned pickles. Yeah. What? Jarred I pickles. gave away three hundred jars of pickles that I made in my home. Well, there's some love in that. You got at least no. There is. You got to take. You got to take them home before you when throw I, them when in the I garbage. When I stickers my made. eventual wedding, I'm just gonna be giving out mustard and mayo to everybody. That's what you're gonna get. <laughs> I made it myself. I we were just we had a rehe- keep it in a hot car <laughs> before <laughs> get married in the summer. The other day we had a a, a re- an all day rehearsal at Theater B and they catered in Herberts and Gerbert sandwiches for uh, us. Oh. And one of the requests during this thing was, hey. They've included a mustard and mayonnaise packet in everyone, and if you're not going to use it, let us you know give it to the stage manager, and she can collect them so that we've got condiments available. I threw my box away, and I'm like, fuck it. These guys aren't going to get my mustard and mayonnaise. It's I'm not going to help. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want with it. You but guys can suck we it. We really need to like lower the amount that we've stored in the Theater B fridge before we start stocking up with new ones. Oh, I mean, yeah. That is some Depression-era shit going on there. We don't need to do that. We have so many excess. Packets of whatever. Do you have anything in your fridge bill where you have multiple oh. of the same thing just because you panicked mm. and thought, oh God, do I have ketchup right now? I have multiple empty pizza boxes because I, when I'm done with it, I'm like, well, the garbage is full. I can't just leave it out here. The only place <laughs> it'll fit is the fridge where the cats can't get to it. Yeah, and yeah. then they eventually become my storage for empty pizza boxes. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I have had things like that happen. Like, I could throw this away, but then I'd have to take the garbage out. So, fuck no. But I, I do have times where when I open my refrigerator, I realize that it looks like it looks like Ed Norton's fridge in Fight Club. <laughs> it's, like, empty, you know? My wife and I are both like, shit, why isn't there any? It's just all condiments, you know? There's it's, no food. There's never that, any leftovers. It's either the fridge 
bridge in um, what's the Tom Cruise movie uh, where they can see crime, future crime? Oh, uh, in, uh, uh, Minority Report. Minority Report. And he gets the new eyeballs, and then he goes to the fridge, and he's like, "There's a sandwich in the fridge. You can eat it." And then instead, he grabs a rotten sandwich because that's all there's in there, and like some curdled oh. milk next to the good milk. I've had my fridge be like that too before. Yeah. There's, I've, you know, who hasn't had a science experiment that got pushed to the back there, mm-hmm. and one day you find it, and you're like. Oh, dang, what was that? I got a couple experiments going on right now. I should probably tally up the data yeah. and get rid of them. Is it, It's just dying in the pizza box? <laughs> the, or it's, it's gained new life it's, yeah. is what it has. I used hand. to live with a kid who we had a little game. He ate at Subway all the time, and he would get a, a foot long and then bring six, six inches home to enjoy later. Wow. Which, that's, right? yeah. Sorry, that's, you, the, that's the name of a completely yeah. different podcast. <laughs> Six uh, inches to enjoy later. Six and inches. We'd play a game where if I'd noticed it after like three times of opening the fridge and it hadn't been eaten yet, yeah. I'd say, what kind of sandwich is this? And if he hesitates and can't clearly say cold cut combo, <laughs> I throw it in the garbage because it's been long enough yeah. that his brain has pushed it out of his short term memory. Oh, man. <laughs> Roommates, right? It's been a long time since I've had a roommate. It's Do you refer years. to your wife as your roommate? No, that seems I, I don't yeah. Not no. while we're recording, no. <laughs> no, she's my my wife. I guess I just I don't know if I'd ever call her my roommate. JJ's newly married and he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out the boundaries. Yeah. I don't really understand how it works. You don't know how it works? Marriage? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, th- the good news I'm, is it won't last long if you yeah. don't figure it out. <laughs> uh, I'm three weeks married. Oh geez, you're fresh. Yeah, but we've been together since two thousand six. So so you're a slow learner. Yeah, very much so. How long were you and your, at the time, not wife, your roommate, girlfriend, fiance, <laughs> together before you got married? I think it was just uh, about a year and a half. Okay, that seems wow. like a respectable mm-hmm. length, May, though. I think, it was, I, think, I think it was, we were together, and about the time we'd been together, a year, I think, yeah. Okay. I asked her. That's a respectable amount of time. I think so. And then so. she waited six months to give you an answer? or No, no. I was going to do it earlier, and my sister actually was like, yo, slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> Just you date for a little bit, then get engaged. Be engaged for a little bit. There's phases in there for a reason. You're supposed to. Versus JJ's 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, whatever, you know. Some... Sorry. My sister and her boyfriend have been dating since she was a sophomore in high school. He was a junior which equates to almost 18 years ago. Yeah. In the end, I don't know. I look at it and I just think, who gives a shit? Right. Right. It's like, almost a, like, in some cases, like, it's a distinction without a difference. Yeah. I mean, like, if you want to be together, you're together. I don't know. Some people just don't need the piece of paper or like the little, you know, the holy water, bless me, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever flavor of uh, higher being you're into's guidance. But I don't know. I know people who are unmarried but been with somebody for a really long time. And sometimes they're in my mind, a more successful couple than some married people I know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I guess, I mean, I, it's, we, we make such a big hubbub about it, but in the end, I don't know. Every day you kind of get up and make a choice. I talk to people who got married, say like 40 years ago. And there's a change in our culture from what weddings were like four decades ago to what they are today. Case in point, my, in-laws told me when they got married Mm -hmm. they went to a church and that cost them $20 to get married in their church but the church like widows put together the flowers on the side and you didn't spend a year picking out every little thing and then they had the party at an armory where 
some people brought some crock pots full of meatballs. And so the wedding itself cost like $200 right. total versus the small fortune. I do you know do you know how many like rainforests I could have purchased and burned to the ground <laughs> and pissed on the ashes of? Yeah. Instead of just enjoying what amounted to be like four hours worth of time. Yeah, yeah. Here we are, three three guys in a room. And uh, not everything works. But, but yeah, it is true. I don't know. I, I, I kind of look at it too. I mean, I've been married for 16 years, and I, I look at it and think, we, we've talked about it and said, yeah, would we do that again? We had a ton of fun is part of the thing, but at the other side, you know, all the stuff that leads up to it and all the stress about it just yeah. i don't know did it did it change anything probably not and now i look at it and i feel like weddings are curated to be instagrammable and mm-hmm. oh, um, so. and overly admired for what they are yet the mar- the failure rate of marriage is still like, yeah the, <laughs> it's still like 50% you know it's the like, pageantry is what people latch onto for that day right but it's not but and that that gives us false assumption of what a marriage actually is i think it can you know but then you know i'm I'll be 42 this week and I'm I'm I've been at get the fuck off my lawn for like 10 years already. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if anyone should listen to anything I say in the end. I mean my my sister said that once. She's like you're going to make a brilliant crabby guy. You know, she's like you're you know in your 20s you were already getting crabby. And so by the time I'm that old I'm just I can't even imagine 60 it's going to be awful. Or my, awesome. My, yeah, just I don't with know. wild abandon just hating on the kids. Oh god. Uh <laughs> My wife and I share a very Mr. and Mrs. Wilson relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone will come to the door and say, hello, we're selling toothbrushes because we want to buy a new bicycle. And my wife will be like, well, here's $40. You know, uh, I'll take two toothbrushes. And someone else will come to the door with me and be like, hello, sir, I'm collecting food for the food bank. And I'll be like, it's 930. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> I was going to say, we'd probably be like, you want to get the door? No. Did somebody you know coming over? No. <laughs> Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the doorbell will just ring and we'll just mm-hmm. uh, peek, peek, go down the stairs and be like, I don't know you. <laughs> we did Who that? was deciding to not just text me? Who was decided to come over here and make right? yeah. all contact? We did that last year and it was ding dong. And our television is close to our front door, so it's clear you can hear us watching SVU. <laughs> and there are windows right there. Oh. Right. And so then knock, 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 nothing. Pound, 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 pound. And I was like, well, now it's just a matter of principle that I'm not going to answer the door. Yeah. Plus. And so the guy trudged through the snow to our front bay window and like what? knock, 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 knock on it. It was Excel Energy, and there's a gas leak, oh. and so they were like, "You're in danger." <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much better if he would have been like, "I want my two dollars." Yeah. That was a twist. That was a yeah. twist. Yeah. I didn't see coming. Danger die. And I was like, "Do no you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave the pamphlet in your door. No, no, you won't. <laughs> If I don't convert two more people, they don't let me back in the van. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I, I need also... somebody to help me clean my new white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I only have two, and I seem to have spilled. Could I come in? <laughs> what a great... I would invite that person into my house because I like. I, I feel obliged to help my fellow man, and yeah. I feel so bad. So if you're ever going to rob me, if you could just come be like, Sir, listen, I stopped to get a, some... 
lemonade from some kids, and I was on my Segway, and uh, I hit a small bump, and I seem to have spilled all over my shirt. Uh, I'm supposed to be at a bar mitzvah in an hour. Could you possibly uh, help me? I'd be like, come on in, no problem. And I'd insist that this gentleman take his shirt off in my home so that I could wash it for him, right? which is very Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And By hand with, like, woolite? Oh, without deal, a like, doubt. Yeah, like yeah, gently yeah. in the sink kind uh-huh. of deal? Yeah. yeah. And uh, wash your feet. Then he'd uh, <laughs> then he'd rob me <laughs> because it's a very elaborate ploy to get into my home to steal my things. Yeah. And then he would probably get help from me loading my TV. Be like, I know it's kind of heavy, isn't it? Let me just give you a hand there. Hey, hey, don't hurt your back. Lift yeah. your bend, bend at the knees. I would love to go to like a Mormon community and walk around proselytizing for Odin, and just going mm. from door to door and being like, "Could we talk about uh, our beloved Savior, Odin, the All Father?" His oh, son boy. Thor and Balder <laughs> and go down that road. You know what would happen is they would invite you. You'd get to one house. I'd get free food probably. Yep. They'd invite you in. They'd have like Rice Krispie squares. But while you're talking to them and they would be engaged with you and they wouldn't be arguing with you. No. They would pick up a phone that every Mormon <laughs> has and just leave it off the hook, which would signal all the other Mormons that someone else is trying to have a new religion so by the time you left all they've got to do is keep you there long enough for all the other community to arrive and then you'd be surrounded and they would just you know kind of slowly but surely eat you so wait there's like a mormon bat phone yeah basically. oh yeah yeah and apparently right? mormons I mean, are cannibals as well no no i'm pretty bigoted no, no. if you change it to call it mormons cannibals is that is that really bigoted you or just is told it just me they were gonna eat me yeah oh yeah <laughs> I don't think that that I don't find that to be bigoted though. Uh, brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Hey, you know, take one... time to talk to your kids in the back of the car. <laughs> you remember those commercials? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I actually thought some of those commercials from from when I was young were actually kind of nice. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's cool. People should take a tip from whatever marketing team handles uh, the Church of Latter Day Saints because uh, I find I find not only some of their advertising to be very you know, like pulling me in a little bit and like, oh, that is kind of nice. But they made the brilliant move of they purchase a full page ad in every playbill for the Book of Mormon, whether it's on Broadway or a touring company. That's you've seen the show. Now try it out in real life. Yeah, that no is pretty way. brilliant. Which actually. is just genius. The Catholic Church could use a little brilliance like that in their marketing because their PR oh, is real bad right now. <laughs> really bad. Real bad right now. It's just it's it's super easy. Just. Let people get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Seems pretty basic, but yep. you know what? Condoms I know. are okay. Condoms what? are okay. Oh, oh wow! I'm trying to figure out what the like the you know when you pull this podcast up, what are you going to tell people we're here to talk about? We've covered the podcast, uh, the, the cannibal Mormons. What's in, in your uh, fridge? I didn't see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those those who are regular listeners, of which there are a couple. Yeah. Um, they're buckled in for the ride, so yeah. they, they, mm-hmm. they don't care. They're they're ready for this shit show? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. talking to me, not you guys. You guys are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're awesome. You're yeah. awful. That's local, absolutely Local true. creative guy <laughs> slash podcast slash shows up See, to talk to us about why you shouldn't answer your door. And so you were talking about <laughs> the stresses of of competing in the podcast space for, you know, Fargo-based, uh, Fargo, the TV show-based yeah. podcast. Yeah. I feel similarly in that I'm really worried someone else will start a J.J. Gordon-centered podcast that I won't have any control over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I already did a few weeks ago. You ha- you haven't got my email blast? Shit. Yeah, be quiet, Bill. Yeah. Be quiet. Shit. I thought, Damn it. wait, so what Patreon was I donating to? <laughs> I've been going to just donate to my own podcast, so it looks like I have a lot of supporters. Uh, recently, someone told me that like I gave to your Patreon, and I'm like, uh, I'm looking at it. No, you didn't. 
Uh, there's an eerily similar like patreon.com slash JJ something or other. Really? And I thought, well, it's genius. It's like in the old days of the web when you'd buy a .org or .net of sure. the same exact thing or something close enough. So channel one spelled out O-N-E instead yep. of the number. Um, JJ meets M-E-A-T-S. Right. Which is an idea of a, a, a branch off podcast we're going to have say. where I explore meats. Um, <laughs> or just so you can enjoy six inches later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode is all tubular meats. Yes. Uh, but um, so, yeah, so they had given they had given to that Patreon. Hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that, that didn't go to, to me. And they're like, oh, well, can you call them and get that money? And I'm like, I'm guessing not. <laughs> I'm guessing not. they're not going to be cool with that. Did you look at it and be like, well, it wasn't enough anyway. It was care. like, it was $2, but he said yeah. that it was a monthly. Oh, so you like, better cancel that monthly. Better cancel that. Yeah. Hook you up. Join us. Or join made, us. Or maybe join us. It is about Mormon, it? It, it is. Join us. It is. Uh, Bill, you yes. got a beard? Yeah. What's the, what, oh, yeah. Why, why a beard? <laughs> I honestly tell people it's it started from just being, uh, I think it was just laziness. Yeah. In, in and I think for a long time I had jobs even when I was younger. You know, I work. I grew up in North Fargo. I worked at Hornbacher's, bagging groceries, doing all sorts of stuff there. And you weren't allowed to have a beard there. And so I think it was like the minute I was done there and I went to college, I was like, boom, no razor, no shaving. And I like grew, you know, back then. Do you remember what like years you worked at Hornbacher's? Oh God, uh, I f- I feel like I started in '92. And went till when? I so over the next god I don't know how many years I worked there on and off over 10 years about 6 of those years at Northport Yeah I had the pleasure of quitting more than once I must have worked with you then cuz I was I was a grocery bagger there for about 9 months in Oh shit I bet you were I I I I'm kind of wondering if I remember you slightly from there Yeah I you know It would have been like 99 98 uh, that was right towards the end uh and then i was you probably weren't seeing me because i was just begging groceries i was then i was going back to college for my nine thousandth time for my finish my sixth senior year um <laughs> i think at that time i was working in produce okay and i would go and unload the truck i would go in at like 5 a.m unload <sighs> the truck do that until like 8 8 30 and then i'd hustle off to my, Ugh, my advertising and marketing class so that i could Doze off during that. <laughs> Do you remember meeting Dean Hornbacher? Oh, I met Dean like my second or third day, and I was, I was, uh, I'm pretty sure I remember this. I was bagging behind a gal named Marnie Dibert, and I was talking to her, and some, you know, this guy comes through the line, you know, the guy with this mustache, kind of bigger guy, and he's got a briefcase or something, and. I bagged his groceries and I handed them to him and I I had a I think I had a stick of gum in my mouth and Uh-oh. he said he said hey you, you should you should really get rid of that gum and I I was like whatever fucking old guy you know <laughs> I didn't say that I'm sure my face said it but um, then he walked away and the manager comes up and he's like what did he say to you it's like that old that old fuddy duddy wants me to spit out my gum and they're like that's Dean Hornbacher you, you shitbag I'm like oh god I was like, like just like right in the garbage there right by the drinking fountain by the bathroom immediately but I was that was a hard lesson learned because I was like what? I mean I literally gave him some sort of face just like whatever old guy I'm, it's just a stick of gum when I uh, worked at Take Two Video uh, this guy came in and he I watched him browse and then he came up to the desk and he didn't rent anything and he didn't purchase anything and he goes excuse me and uh, 
looked at my name tag and said, uh, JJ, uh, the men's restroom could really use some attention. And I remember thinking like, oh, well, thanks for coming and taking a dump during my <laughs> shift, asshole. And I was like, okay, I'll get to that. And so then he kind of went and wandered around a little bit more. And about 10 minutes later, he goes, uh, I told you that the men's restroom could use some attention. I said, uh, sir, listen, I'm really busy right now. And what I was doing was cataloging the new pornography that had arrived oh, that I knew needed to go out at midnight. Why are you using air quotes when you said cataloging? <laughs> cataloging. I can say these things because it's a podcast and, and nobody knows new. if you were doing it. Why yeah. new? Yeah, new? And then it turned out to be Marty Risky, the guy who owned Take Two Video, <laughs> who later on I found out did a a brilliant thing as an owner. So he was really good at not micromanaging each of right. the stores, but he would do these spot checks. And it's not like he'd come in and hide or try and, you know, come trick in, you. in a trench coat, go right. into the porn section. <laughs> exactly. Kind of. But yeah. what he would do <laughs> right. is he carried uh, toothpicks in his pocket. And so he'd put like a toothpick on the shelf in between like Fantastic Four and whatever the next F title was. And then he'd come back two days later, and if the toothpick was still there, it's clear you were not dusting the shelves the way mm. that you were supposed to be dusting. Or you would have, yeah. And so he'd bring it to the manager's attention be like, well, you know, this. And so then it became a, a thing of whenever Marty would come in the store. Look for the toothpicks. Yeah, you'd be like, you'd, you'd follow where he'd go and then be like, be like, oh, six of them this time, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm on to your game. Which really, by the time I finished watching where he was and writing everything down, I could have dusted. Yeah. And I look back on that being like, JD, you really could have put in a little more effort. Right. Yeah. But I feel like, and now that I'm thinking about the, you know, the old jobs, you guys could do like whole episodes on that. Like, old uh, at least, at least, like old oh, job. Like, yeah. like I know that when I get together with people who used to work at Hornbachers, we get into that <laughs> st- telling stories in a round about oh that one time you know that old guy kept coming in and destroying the bathroom you know <laughs> yeah. because yep. and like literally he was coming there because he didn't want to do it at home kind yep. of deal or oh, yeah. or like the time that I finally busted whoever was eating the marshmallow cream <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> and I just knew I'd followed the guy there and I was like sir. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, I know you're in there. I know you took two donuts and you have a thing of marshmallow cream. He's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait right here until you're done because he's in the stall. And he's like, no, I'm pooping. I'm like, no, you're not. I can, well, there's I can still, there's I can marshmallow the cream marshmallow. when I came in here. So Yeah, well, we were, it kept happening. Somebody would go in to clean the bathroom and there'd be like just and, – and he's in there in the, in the shitter literally eating it with like a couple donut balls, like his scoops, and then the rest – the other time we found it, it was just like three big swiped fingers through the through the thing. You wouldn't uh, believe the shit people would do in that store. I mean, did you ever catch any of this, Tucker, when you were there? Like the- no, um, I did get bathroom duty a couple of times yeah. when someone came in and just Picassoed the whole thing. Just yeah. gave it a just a real workover. And uh, um, so, yeah, like uh, you always knew that it was going to be a brown day when you <laughs> were told you're on bathroom duty today, men's yeah. room. Yeah. Did you oh. ever... Uh, a couple of my friends who've worked at Hornbachers have told me horror stories of having to chase out wild animals. Like, so uh, when you're when you're oh. at the loading dock and like a, like it seems like a whole flock of birds somehow gets they in there. Oh God, they get into the back and then they get way up into the the, <laughs> yeah. the the rafters and stuff. But my favorite was always when they would let you secret shop, and you know before the days of cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they would you know. I had kind of longer hair back then, so I could just like pull on some like crappy T-shirt. And no one would notice me just wandering around, doing stuff. And so it was fun to it was fun to bust people shoplifting. You know, like sir, yeah, I I'm I'm positive you have a steak in your pants right now. <laughs> you know, no, I don't. You sure about that? Just like raise your hands. You know, and then all of a sudden, the steak falls out. Or yeah, that was always that was always fun. I don't know why. Most of those sort of customer type stories I have from the Fargo Theater. 
Oh yeah. Because being downtown, a lot of people would come in yeah. inebriated, and uh, um, you yeah, would sorry just, about that. I just wanted some popcorn. Yeah, well, you were fine. You were yeah. one of the nicer ones, yeah. but um, and usually you could smell it on them as soon as they walked in. Yeah. And you would just have to say, "Sir, I'm sorry. Are you are you intoxicated right now?" Mm-hmm. And they try to say yes and can't, and you, I'm sorry, you have to leave. And sometimes you got to call the cops or. You got to go because there are kids talking during the movie and they won't shut up. And you got to go kick them out. Or... <laughs> I've worked Santa photo. I've worked Easter photo. I was oh, God. the Paradiso clown for a summer every Sunday. Sassafras, the balloon animal making clown. Um, I worked at the Downtown Community Partnership. I worked at Hornbacher's. Uh, a few other jobs. Video like land. Video all, land. I, all I heard Tucker say is I can't hold down a job. <laughs> Video action. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a real... Jack of all trades, I guess. When it comes I haven't, to that. I haven't worked that many, that many places. But that was before I started really getting into career stuff because then it was basically four years of poker TV, yeah, two years of Sundog, four more years of poker TV, and now my next adventures that come. Yeah, I just my yeah, I did like Hornbockers, played music for a living for a while. Hornbockers, more music. Worked at a bank for like five years. Walked See, into a cash wise, and I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> I've always wondered, like, when people don't have a bunch of jobs that they did when they were really young that were shitty jobs, because yeah. to me that means you decided to stay in that shitty job and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd do a job for a few months, and be like, "Fuck this," and I'd yeah. go find a different shitty job to do. Um, oh man, Hornbachers is the cat's meow, man. I was there for nine months, so I stuck it out. But um, I don't know. It was like everybody worked there. It was before working at the mall and fast food places was cool. So yeah. like, a lot of my friends worked there, and there's a pretty good party culture. Yeah, you know, between the high school and the college kids. Oh, for, without a doubt. Yeah, right? without a doubt. You're like, what? Well, where else can you work and have access to alcohol from somebody? <laughs> you know, I literally bought my booze from a guy named Vinny. <laughs> you know, like, what? You're like, I'm going to go over to the liquor store at the end of uh, the Northport Shopping Center here, and it's uh, exactly. It was yeah, so. It, it was back of a truck. It was so easy. We yeah, we'd go down to the end, or we'd go over to the Happy Harry's, and you'd sit in the car, and Vinny'd get out there. Sorry, Vinny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he listens to your podcast. He does, actually, the funny part is Vinny wasn't his real name, though. No, he I asked us to bring you on. That's why. Is this, this why is I'm awkward. here? We gave some money once to a guy outside the Flame in downtown Fargo <laughs> while it was still here. If I don't know if you guys remember, oh, yeah. the flame. I don't remember the Flame. It's basically where the uh, like the Taco Bros, mm-hmm. okay, food truck is, and yeah, we I gave this guy a, a like a post-it note and some money, and I was like, here's a little for you if you go get this for us. And he went in, and we just stood there. And stood there, and all of a sudden I looked at my friend. And I said, "Shit, that guy, that guy's not coming out." And I was like, "You can't, you can't call the cops for this." Nope. I was trying to get alcohol from kind of a vagranty looking fella. I'm and, underage, so I and I'm underage, so me. I thought he would do it. I mean, I offered him like ten extra bucks. Why would? And then I gave him like eighty, and he never came back. Oh shit! Yeah, just played that. I played that whole scenario. Officer, I am on my way to a party right now, and they're really counting on me to provide this. Yeah, it's over on Par Street. I mean, he was taking all the risks, yeah. too. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine what the description for this podcast is going to be. Oh, it's I have no so idea good. yet. Local, local creative slash podcast guy comes in, and we ramble. It's going to be the new North Dakota logo, and it's just going to be called Nope. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're doing our best here to be legendary. Mm-hmm. We certainly are. Yeah. The, you, part of the tourism thing that we're helping with at JJ Meets World is we're planning a live podcast experience yeah where people will be able to come and watch the podcast be taped live sure and so bill i'd like to preemptively invite you to that because this has just been delightful my tummy even hurts a little bit from laughing (laughs) and uh we'll we'll just you know maybe we'll talk more about hornbachers maybe we'll i'm telling you there's the missing (laughs) podcast in this town 
formerly mm. Hornbachers, <laughs> employees. <laughs> like everybody's got a story. Or you could have multiple ones. You could have former Mexican village employees. I really take two videos. Got take, a great group of people. I'm yeah. I'm trying to find. You said Mexican village, but mm-hmm. the Paradiso guy at chips are free dinner extra. I'm trying to get him on the show. I'm trying to track him down. You'd mm-hmm. have to call Dave Hansen and ask him. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, he wrote all that. That's the guy I want to get. Yeah, whatever. I wonder where that guy is. Where's that guy at? Because he worked, he was a prison guard, right? That was what I always heard. That was the sort of local legend, so maybe that's true, maybe it isn't. One of the Kroll's ladies was a substitute teacher, because I've talked to people who've said Mm -hmm. that she was a sub, and she'd be, they'd be like, do the line, and she's like, sit down and do your worksheet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple, uh, quite a few of the Kroll's ladies. Some of them are no longer with us. Oh, that was just sad, isn't it? Rest in Nefla Soup. (laughs) (laughs) And Shaky Mondays. Yeah. Oh, what? shaky Mondays. I know. Right? Are you it trying to get a sponsorship on this? Oh thing? my god! Yes. Oh my god! We would sell out so quickly to whatever company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we would. <laughs> oh god. Oh. My, that's the dream. My dream is to sell out. Some people's dream goal. is not to, but that's my dream. Yeah, you'll take it. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you already just said you'd literally wash a cannibal Mormon's shirt for him if he needed it. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, without if we're getting down to the brass tacks here, <laughs> you're, sounds uh, desperate. I mean, hopefully the Church of Latter-day Saints will sponsor us, and then they seem Ooh, to splash yeah. that money around. Mm. Yeah, you, if, you guys don't have any advertising on here, do you? Not yet. No, no not yet. Just mm. us begging for money on just, patreon.com. <laughs> hey, whatever you got. JJ Meets World. Hey, Sharvey and I had we've we've had sponsorships that we we like. Did we ever bill them for a sponsorship? No, eh, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Someone. So you're saying that if someone purchased the rights to your podcast, they'd have some advanced previous billing yeah. that they yeah. could collect. We have, on. We, Fargo Brewing has sponsored our podcast before, and oh, so did nice. Tag uh, at some point. But we, you know, the last year or so, Tag like the Trollwood Alumni Group because that's a big get. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tag like the former T-shirt. Oh, thing. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sorry, trolling alumni group. Wow, no, it's 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 the the podcast is you know it is what it is. We we I don't I mean it's the same with you guys. I'm sure we don't we didn't really. It's nice to make a few bucks here and there for your time because you right. know how much time this takes and yep. you know for Sharp for Sharpie and fun. I you know coming full circle for Sharpie and I when we do that you know we we watch we watch an episode then we rewatch and then we we do we do two episodes per show. Every oh, wow. every show that airs, we do, we watch the show, and then the minute we're done, we record what we call the hot dish, which is just our quick take on what happened, like ten ten to twenty minutes of just like rambling about like holy shit, did you see that thing that happened? And then and then we come back like a day or so later where we've both rewatched the show like two more times, taken extensive notes, and done like all the nerd shit, you know, like oh well, this is a reference of this Russian literary work and these this Cossack choir, and this is why this music is you know and total dork stuff. I don't recommend doing that for a lot of shows. It's <laughs> it's a lot of work, and some people are like, I don't want to think that hard about our me- the show. Our method is just turn the mics on and start blabbing and well, yeah. put it out I, there. I, I kind of need to start one of those podcasts or be on more like this. They're so much fun, aren't they? They are yeah. fun. I mean, that's the so, thing, too, is that, yeah, we don't make money doing it, but we love doing it so much. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun that I think you, no matter what, you have to have that aspect of it before you really go down the rabbit hole because I mean I think that shows through in the podcasts that I listen to too they're all made by people who love doing what they're doing yeah and that that's got to show through do so you guys only do an episode of your show for an episode of Fargo yeah so like right now we're basically we go on big a big hiatus so we've been on a hiatus since the last episode of season three aired and so now they're ramping up you know Chris Rock's going to be on the next season um 
can't remember where they're saying it's going to be based, but season four is probably in production right now because they tend they tend to shoot through the winter, so it'll probably be coming this spring. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. So every episode, so if there's 12 episodes, we'll generally record 24 episodes, 12 hot dishes, 12 like full show breakdowns, and then maybe we'll do uh, an extra one in there. We did a couple seasons where it was, you know, we'll, we'll visit with Maggie Phillips, the music mm-hmm. supervisor, and that's just a one-off episode. We do that, but in the first season, you know, if anyone ever wants to, I would also be like, maybe skip the first season. Sharpie will say that. You know, <laughs> we had a whole different format where we had different people on from town. You know, like one episode, John Lamb would come on, and then we'd have somebody from the High Plains Reader or Diane Miller, or you know, all sorts of people would come on, and they would watch. Chris Kurzman came on, um, and it was super fun. But it's just like managing that many personalities, right? Like about a TV show, and then they'd have to be keeping up with it was just too, too much. So we just stuck to drinking beer, being half buzzed and or drunk sometimes, and then recording shows. Have you had Kristen Rudrud on yet? No, we 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 thought about doing that, but that was one of our moments. You know, of the whole um, we did take a photo with her and put it up on our page. We ran into her at the Hodo one night, but we we also had that moment of like. That's the that's the Fargo marquee. Or, yeah, you know, oh, sure. And we're like, sure. really? If we do the Kristen Rudrud thing, you know, although I'd still just love saying, hey, dad, you're going to stay for supper? <laughs> Which is such yeah. a great, Yeah. Hey, hey, who are you watching? Gophers. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Side note, Kristen Rudrud's also in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She plays, there's a commercial where she's a former Mount Rose, like, beauty queen winner. And now she's like, I just love St. Paul pork products. <laughs> and then it shows her like on the slaughter that. floor. Like she's like, made right here in St. Paul, Minnesota. God, it's just like, it's like the spam throwback for mm-hmm. them, isn't it? <laughs> I, I remember being at Barnes & Noble and my aunt Deb knows Kristen pretty well. Yeah. And so I saw her at Barnes & Noble when I was in high school and I was with my friend Francisco and I was like, Francisco, that's Kristen Rudrud. She was in the movie Fargo. She's the wife. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. He goes, I want to go say hello to her. What other movies was she in? And I was like, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I guess she was in, uh, she's in Pleasantville, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. she's in Pleasantville for the blink of an eye playing yep. Bridge. Right. I don't even think she gets a credit at the end. And so Francisco goes over, asks her to sign his shoe, and then gushes for about five minutes about how great she was in Pleasantville. <laughs> and then... And I remember afterwards being like looking at Kristen's face and it was kind of puzzled and, and weird. And I was oh, like, dude, boy. she was in Pleasantville, but she wasn't like in Pleasantville. <laughs> well, it just goes to show what Minnesota, North Dakota nice looks like. Yep. Really, it like, does. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It does. So let's uh let's not have a long Minnesota goodbye yeah, on this no. thing. Let's just like, you know, let's cut off the arm. Just say, Bill, thank you for being on JJ Meets World. Tell people where they can find your podcast. Oh, yeah. So you can just go to FargoTalksFargo.com and find us or generally or just go on to iTunes where a lot of people get that. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Google's podcast, Delio. But, uh, Spotify? Jeez, uh, yeah. I wonder if I think I signed us up for that. Mm, we are. I'm really good at managing that. Um, and, and when is the <laughs> my puzzled face? When is the next uh, Fargo season? I really I don't out? think they've set the the date for it, but okay. it's 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 gonna come out. I my guess would be spring, but you know that's the fun thing about the podcast. You know, you're talking about evergreen content. It really is. Right. So if you're watching the show, you wanna you wanna get some like inside takes on what what's really kind of happening on a deeper level of Fargo. I'd I'd go check it out and listen to us. That'd be that'd be great. And and you know. Do you have some social oh, yeah. medias that people, if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can you know, find like, us. You're full of shit, man. Oh, they can. They totally can. Yeah, if they if they're looking for uh, us on there, we're just we're at Fargo Talks Fargo on Twitter, and same with uh, Facebook.com/slash Fargo Talks Fargo is where you can 
find our slightly dormant social media accounts right now just because in the middle we don't really do a ton you guys probably your last one was you reshared colliders chris rock announced for fargo season four it was yeah that was it Mm -hmm. that was probably exactly it (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i know that's the last thing i did in regards to the television show fargo so no you can check you can check us out there and then other than that you know just find me at any uh, local downtown bar you guys should do a kickstarter (laughs) or a gofundme to go up there and go do an episode from the set Oh, I know. We've we've played with so many ideas. We visited with some of the tourism folks here about mm-hmm. doing like a live because they've live screened it at the Fargo yeah. Theater. Mm-hmm. We were one year going to do like a whole podcast episode after that live in front of the audience, but it just didn't it didn't manifest. So, hmm. but yeah, you can check us out there. Thanks so much for having me on the show, though. I really appreciate it. Thanks guys. for coming, Bill. Yeah, and go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from yeah. I'll get on that. I'll do that. I'll see you guys at Hornbacher's later. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode of JJ Meets World and would like to help us continue to produce two new episodes every week, you can donate to our Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash JJ Meets World and donate today. Even as little as a dollar a month can go a long way. Visit our website at www.jjmeetsworld.com or hit up our social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram all the sites the kids are using these days. If you'd like to stay up to date on new episodes of JJ Meets World, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or wherever you consume the podcast that you love. JJ Meets World is produced every week by Tucker Lucas. You can find out more about Tucker's work by checking out www.moonbasemaria.com. If you want to get in touch with your host with the most, go to linebenders.com, and you can find direct contact info for JJ. Before Bill left, I asked for a little bit of his beard hair. He said no.